Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Okay, hi, uh, Living Martial Arts uh, fans. Uh, welcome to the podcast. It's me, the Dark Master. Uh, I've got a, an awesome guest for you today, somebody that I've been trying to get hold of for a long time. Uh, and the reason that uh, I say he's an awesome guest, because first of all, he is a lovely person. That's not, that's not just me talking. That's many people that have trained with him and that have also, we've, um, I know as well, that uh, always speak about him in a, in a lovely way. Um, he's a great, great role model for martial arts and martial arts instructors. Um, and you, um, well, it's very true. And uh, when when you were training uh, in, in my dojang, one thing I always admired about you—you you had a really calm um, attitude, um, much calmer than me. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to introduce uh, Mr. Mr. Pat Reeves um, to my podcast. How are you doing, Pat? I'm doing great, thank you. Ex- ex- excellent. Well, uh, Pat is a BJJ instructor. And um, I know that he's done many, many things. Uh, he's done a few different martial arts. But uh, Pat, perhaps, um, well, first of all, how, how are you doing? I'm good. good. I'm happy. We've, we've just moved our uh, dojo up into Swindon. We were in a sports centre uh, prior to COVID. And we've just moved to a new place in, uh, in the middle of Swindon, above Iceland. And loving yeah. it. Absolutely loving hey. it, yeah. Excellent. Well, um, that's that's been a dream dream of mine that I have managed to feel. Well, I did fulfil it for a, a short period many years yeah. ago. So I, I wish you all the all the best with it. Um, and as I mentioned, I, I know you've done a couple of martial arts at least because uh, you, you did one with me, and I know you're doing BJJ now. So just tell us a little bit about your martial arts journey, please. Wow, how far back do you want to go? Well, mm-hmm. I, as I always say on this podcast, this can take. <laughs> five days for yeah, all of yeah. us that have been in martial arts a long time. I'll try so, and cut it down a little bit. Well, it's, it's it's a brief overview, and just to give the uh, the listeners a, a bit of a an overview of, of where you've right. been. And you know, okay. So I started martial arts when I was a kid. Started with boxing. Some people don't consider it a martial art, but I do. Yeah. So I started with martial arts with boxing, and uh, didn't actually get into the punching and kicking side until my family, my old man was uh, military, so we went over to Hong Kong. And that's where I found the fell for the love of martial arts. We um, we used to get up for school in the morning and go past this huge park and see people waving their arms around really slowly, and I was a bit mesmerised by that. And then uh, I was taken to the cinema by some Chinese kids who used to go to school with us. And uh, one of the things we watched was Monkey King. Monkey. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so like that was the first time I saw it. And it was a case of my parents getting me into something, so I stopped beating on my little sister Maggie. So <laughs> I, mean, it was like, I came home and I wanted to practice what I saw. 
so that's that's pretty much where it started yeah and uh yeah then we came back over here and it was traveling around practicing different martial arts like uh karate laogar yeah, yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember the Laogar snakes? Yes, yeah, I, I do, I do. I remember it well. In fact, uh, I mean, yeah, you competed against them, didn't you? I did, yeah, yeah. yeah Laogar yeah. and also the Laogar Death Squad from Bristol. That's right, yeah, uh, Death yeah. Squad. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm still in touch with some of them, so. Really? <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 it's brilliant. So, yeah, uh, I did that. I did Shotcan for a long, long time. Uh, at the, the Budo Club in Devizes, which is now closed down. Okay. I went and seen it a while back. I was a bit gutted to see it. It was almost, yeah, 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 yeah. it was um, grass growing up through the floor and oh, looked like okay. a rundown shack, do you know what I mean? But the sign yeah. was still there, the Devizes Budo Club. So it was nice to see, but yeah, a bit sad that it had closed down. So I did quite a bit there. We did Aikido there, Judo and yeah. Shotokan Karate. So I spent a lot of time there. Before, when I was about uh, 19, I moved to, well, I still stayed, but I moved from away from the Japanese style and... Uh, was told about Don Dedigan down yes. in Chippenham. Yes. So yes. I went down there and that's where I started my Taekwondo. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. About 18, 19 years old, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, so from from there we went, it was WTF at the time. Then we changed over, first time I met you was when you came over on our change over to TAGB when you were, uh, yeah, yeah. About to, well, we moved over to you and then sure. I moved over to Swindon and then came to you there as well. But yeah. in amongst that, I... I practiced uh, Muay Thai, I practiced kickboxing, do you know what I mean? So I've been all over the place and practiced a lot of different styles, uh, trained with a lot of good uh, martial artists. So I'm quite yeah. lucky, really. But I yeah. suppose it's the anorak in me. You want to keep going, you want to be <laughs> progressing, right? So um, yeah, That's very true. Yeah. And uh, it was, I'd say, something was always, I, I practiced judo but not to a really high level, but um, I'd always, I'd always loved the groundwork, the, the throwing sure. side of it, that full contact sort of thing. And um, uh, I was told by a friend, Ollie, I don't know if you know Ollie. Yes. Yeah. I've interviewed him on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. I was introduced to him by Dave many, many moons ago and yeah. um, Mr. Pixton. And yeah. uh, I, and he kept on at me. Oh, you got to try Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You got to try Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do grappling at the time. And it was like, ah, you know what? I don't really want to do this. So one day I was training at my garage. So our doors open, we were hitting the bag and doing a little bit there. And he came out and out of the back of his car, he pulled out these raggedy old mats. All right. Come on, let's try something. I was like, okay, then let's try this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, fell in love with it right there, right there yeah. and then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was wow. that uh, inability to, I didn't have any response to what he did to me. That was yeah. what got me. Yeah. And uh, I think my ego took control there and it was like, no, I've got to try this, I've got to try this. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that's where that's where it began for me in jiu-jitsu, really. But I've been a martial artist since I was a kid. I mean, there's not really anything else. I've done other jobs like we all do. I've worked yeah. in factories doing forklifts. I'm a qualified plumber. I've done lorry driving. Yeah. I've done loads. I've done it all, same as most people out there. But um, yeah. always in the background, there's always been... The love of martial arts and wanting to do it full time. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, brilliant. Well, I, I I still think it's the best uh, the best job in the world. Uh, you know, I say to, say to people, I was very very well paid uh, in the late seventies and early eighties as yeah. a, a development aircraft engineer, uh, and, and people 
even now think I can't believe you gave that up because <laughs> I, I yeah. was. But uh, I said, no, the, the the thrill of martial arts and teaching it and doing it is. <laughs> It's definitely not about the money. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh no, no, definitely <laughs> not. Uh, it's 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 a real magnet. Well, it, it's yeah. interesting because um, I had the opposite. You see, because I, I mean, I've done a few different things. I've done a bit of uh, tai chi, and I did some Thai boxing um, years ago up in Manchester with Master Sken. Um, yeah. and a few few people like that. Um, and I, I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed the kicking and punching. And I remember trying, albeit this was traditional jujitsu, it's Japanese traditional jujitsu. And I did some many moons ago in the southwest, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought, yeah. oh, don't, don't, didn't really like it. But my my personality is such that, um, and I don't, I don't do it so much now. But I loved. Uh, oh, just saying that I did karate as well. I did karate yeah. before I did taekwondo yeah. in about seventy five, um, and I did like that. But for me, I, I, I it, it, it was something I thought, oh, I'm not, not quite sure if I want to continue doing this. But when I saw taekwondo. Yeah. And I saw the dynamic star. I thought, yes, yeah. that that is me. your movement. Yeah. It, it did, and 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 that that's what I loved about it, and that's what I love about it today is just the yeah. um, the dynamic side of it. Even though I'm not as dynamic as I was, I still enjoy that side of it. Yeah, and, and I did I did have um you know I did contact you a while ago and say, oh, you know, I'd, I'd love to perhaps come along to your class and try. But what happened was again, it was a little bit of an ego thing. I thought to myself, if I go and I like it. I'm going to want to be really good at it yeah. <laughs> because that's my personality. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to let it go. And anything I do, I think I'm either going to do it uh, full potential or I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, and, and that's the way I've always looked at things. Um, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's super addictive as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think if you, if you've got that bug, I'm sure, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And if you've got that bug for, for martial arts, I think that, you know, Particularly, uh, you know, with a, with a group and maybe people that I already know, I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm going to want to do this, and yeah. I haven't really got the uh, the extra time. Um, but you never know. My younger kids are growing up, and I may have a little bit more time in the You're future. You're always welcome. You're always who, who, welcome. Who, who knows? Well, uh, I want to sort of move on from. I mean, thanks for the overview there. And obviously, you're a BJJ instructor. Now, BJJ has become really, really popular. And obviously, yeah. I, I remember the early days of uh, USC with uh, Hoist Gracie and the Gracie, um, you know, crew, and the fantastic, um, just enlightenment, really, of groundwork, which was yeah. at, the, at the time actually, you know, no pun intended, groundbreaking. Um, it, it was it was amazing, and I still watch some of those videos now. Um, and it's funny, really, because I, I actually liked the early days of um, the sort of UFC movement with the Gracie brothers in, yeah. because because I actually thought it was quite traditional. You had um, BJJ, you had Taekwondo, you had Karate, and they came in and introduced themselves. You saw this person does Taekwondo, this person's style is Karate, this is BJJ, yeah. whatever. And I actually liked the philosophy of it, but yeah. I actually I actually don't watch it anymore, and I don't watch UFC or MMA because I don't. I don't like the, the sort of the amalgamation of the arts. Yeah, and the and the yeah. trash the trash talking that you get with right. it, which, which you never used to get before. It was very yeah. very, um, you know, you had that martial arts side was still there. They bowed, yeah, you know, and they did all that. So I don't yeah, know yeah, what, yeah. what 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 are your thoughts on that. No, I agree. Uh, that's because you're a you're a traditional martial artist. Um, I don't think the people who enter 
in the MMA and the UFC, especially today, are strictly martial artists. I think they're sportsmen, they're yeah. fighters. Yeah. Uh, a bit like boxing. They're trained. You train up for however many weeks. You go onto a camp and you have these guys there. You have martial artists come in. You have specialists come in to teach you their art or to tweak your technique a little bit. I don't yeah. think um, the actual people who are going into the ring are actually martial artists. Not all of them. Some of them are, some of them aren't, but yeah. um, not martial artists in the traditional sense. And the mixed martial art, um, I kind of don't like that like that that terminology for them either. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. the actual sport, kind of, yes, but no, it's a sport, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, not, um, it's not what you would consider a, a mixed martial artist in the old sense of the term. Um, I don't... I like it. I like. I enjoy watching certain fights, but I can do with all that, with all the uh, everything else that goes along with it as well. The Colin, the Conor McGregor's of this world shouting and screaming yeah, beforehand. Yeah. Although Ali did it, and we enjoyed it. They just take it, seem to take it like two or three steps over the line for me. Yeah, well, well, it's funny you should say that because when when it first appeared, you know, and you had that, um, you know, the the, the concept of um, mixed martial arts. Yeah. I actually liked it, and I liked the fact that actually it was very different. It wasn't; they didn't take on the um, the thing of the boxing where they're uh, trash talking each other. And right. um, well, I, I may have said this on a previous podcast; I don't know. Um, but many moons ago, when I was still competing, um, and this is going back in the eighties, uh, I was mm. I was uh, I was doing really well and um, at taekwondo in my category as a lightweight. Um, and I actually got um, asked to come to um, to do a, a pilot uh, program, which was going to be aired on a Saturday instead of the wrestling, because they were getting rid of the wrestling oh, yeah. um, that was on. And they asked myself and a few others, and some people who were in different kickboxers and tie boxers. And we, we right. went we went on a it was on a Saturday, and they gave us all this high tech equipment and, and so on. Um, and we had to, we just had to fight in a in a ring situation. And I really enjoyed it; it was great. But after that, they interviewed us. They said, "Oh, you know, what do you think about your opponent?" And I said, "Well, oh, he's a lovely person. I, I admire him as a martial artist. I think." That. They said, "No," and they said, "No, no, cut, cut. No, no. We, we want a bit more than that. You've got to tell us what you're going to do to him, and you know the fact you don't like him. And well, I do like him. <laughs> and, 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 and they they wanted all of us to just trash talk each other. Yeah, yeah. And none, and none of us would." So it didn't get aired. <laughs> it didn't get aired. Didn't get, that's the reason it didn't air. It didn't get aired. And I think the reason was is because we were all very polite. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was saying, you know, I really, uh, um, well, my, my opponent that I had at that time, it was somebody that I sort of saw as a, as a color bar. I thought, wow, you know, yeah. what, a, what a martial artist. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was seen to be at his level. Um, and I just said, you know, I respect everything. I, I saw him, you know, when I was a, a young lad and, um, I've modelled myself on him, and it's just a pleasure to be in the ring with. Him. <laughs> but that's that's not what they wanted. <laughs> so so it never got aired, and and I think it was because of that. Um, and it's such a sh it's such a shame that um, you know uh, we we can't show that side of the martial arts, and right. it has it has to be a sport with trash talking. I, I don't yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, no, I agree. You know, there there we go. Oh, excellent! Now that's that, that's brilliant. I mean. You've already mentioned about your, your full-time uh, centre. Um, so I just want to ask you a little, little bit about that. Um, I'm assuming that you teach um, all ages, all through the age range. What, what, sort of right. age, what sort of age do you generally start? 
well, normally about five years old because we could find they can walk, talk and take instruction at that point. So yeah, yeah. But um, so we start off with uh, what we call GBK. So it's Gracie Baja Kids. Okay. So we teach those. Then we have, we normally do that sort of like straight after school. So they're coming straight home, straight straight into the centre and they train. We've got quite a few. It's building up. Obviously, it's a new, it's a new uh, centre, so new academy. Yeah. So we're uh, building up that class. It's coming on quite well. Um, then we go into the teens class. So this is the first time since I've been teaching that I've actually had a teens class, which I'm quite pleased with. Oh, wow. um, they're, they're all starting to get the competition vibe. They're starting to look at competition, look at competition rules. Um, so I'm quite pleased about that. Like I said, it's the first time that I've had uh, a group of teenagers that want to compete yeah. and want to go out as a team as well. So sure. we've got that nice team vibe yeah, as, yeah. for the kids. And we've got um, the Gracie Baja fundamentals class sure. and then the seniors class uh after that as well so we've got a decent amount of colors we're at the, at the moment we're a bit color heavy because the the yeah. students from the old club have come across as well so i mean our, our old team well still our team but they're old ones they know they pretty much know what they're doing and everything and we've got um we've got a lot of uh hold on get, get looks like i'm getting dessert sorry okay that's all right don't worry hold on let me just check Okay, no worries. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so I was. Uh, we've got the teenagers class, and then we've got the adults class in the evening. Sure. So sure. Going, yeah. it's going pretty well. Good. Good. Well, it. it I mean, for, for for me, I'm I'm sort of um. Uh, I, I recently um, got to a milestone in age, <laughs> uh, yeah. one, one of those slightly higher numbers, it feels. But anyway, um, what I was going to ask was, um, you know, the, the, the top end of the range, because, for example, with a what I call a, a, a striking martial art, I mean, I graded, yeah. a, I graded a group of ladies a couple of weeks ago, and, and one of them was born in 1936. She was in her mid-80s. Wow. Um, they're, they're all 70s and 80s. The youngest is um, in her late 60s. Um, and obviously, they're, they're sort of doing movements um, that are keeping them strong, uh, trying to improve their balance, um, and, and just generally uh, for longevity, really, for the, for the physical exercise. So I'm just wondering whether, you know, you, you see uh, BJJ having, you know, that type of a, a dimension or not. Yeah, we do. We've got um, we've got older students in the classes. Um, in I think I'm the oldest one in our class actually. But right. throughout the Gracie Bahas, there yeah. are older students in there. We especially with the classes, you 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 train with the person. So like if you've got someone like a uh, athlete who's training for a competition, he will just take it down to wherever to whoever he's training with. So basically, I could get on the mat and I can train with a five-year-old. I can roll with a five-year-old. Um, it, do, it doesn't take much. It's just a little bit of common sense. Plus, with the with the striking, we we don't have. We've got a get-out clause when we touch hands. So we'll touch hands, and we've got a, say like a five-minute round up to a ten-minute round, and we'll just practice rolling. Uh, we're giving, we're giving, and we're taking. So someone will go for a technique on me. I'll allow it so far and then it will progress. I'll attack him, he'll attack me. If I get caught in a submission, I'll tap. Exactly the same as in the UFC. I'll tap up and the game stops. 
And then we reset and we start again. We touch hands and we start again. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. The age part of it really doesn't come into it. You just take it down a few notches with whoever. But um, same as with Taekwondo, same as with most martial arts. It's, it's yeah. good for health, good for flexibility. It's just uh, just a good all-around fitness practice, you know? So Sure. No, that's great. Well, um, sort of touching on that a, a little bit further, I mean, I, I, I said... You know, I tend to say to people now, you know, I'm doing my martial arts for, for longevity. I still enjoy the physical right. side of, of training. I try and train uh, most days, um, you know, doing my physical stuff. I do, do quite yeah. a bit at, bit at home. I've got a little home gym that I, I have in my, cons- my conservatory, which is which is quite nice with my kettlebells and my stationary yeah. bike and uh, weighted vests and all sorts of things. Um, and, well, um, I used to hate the weighted vest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so so I I tend to do a, a a lot of stuff with that really, and I I would say for me as a youngster, um, you know, martial arts gave me a a real focus. I loved it. Um, go, going through my twenties and start my thirties, then the competition side sort of took me. Um, I, I never did it because of competition. I I just enjoyed and found out that I was quite good at it. Um, yeah. And then really from from forty sort of 40 45 onwards i've seen it really as a as a more of a holistic approach for me um and so i'm just really asking what you see the the main benefits are um for you i mean obviously it's your living and it's my living um yeah. so, so there's there's that benefit but what you see the main benefits for you for other people which i'm sure they're probably quite parallel anyway yeah they are um health longevity like you've said um just a bit and it's a sense of community as well Yes, and um, it's one of the things that I think is uh, missing from the MMA side of things as well. With when you come in, we all dress the same. We all wear our our dobots, our bees. Um, we all look the same. We all train the same. Do you know what I mean? we, it's it's that sense of community or team that we get from uh, that you wouldn't get in something else. Sure. Do you know what I mean with um, with uh, the martial arts in general? I think you get a lot of, like I met you, I met Dave. Do you know what I mean? We're still yeah, yeah. like lifelong friends. It's, sure. I, I don't know of any other sport really or martial art. Well, not to say martial art, but any other area. I wouldn't know because I don't. I don't practice those things. I don't know anything about football. I don't know anything about anything. But what I do know is that I've seen some of my friends who don't practice martial arts. They they once they're out of that, they they're out of it for good, they, and they don't really stay in communication. Whereas like I, I came away from Taekwondo and started practicing Jiu-Jitsu, but I'm still in communication with. It's, yeah. a, it's a huge commu- community. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just the it's not just the the Taekwondo side of it. It's not just the Jiu-Jitsu or the Kung Fu side of it. I'm friends with. I'm still friends with a lot of the people in that whole in that whole genre. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, no, I can relate to that. I I, I am too. You know, as I mentioned, uh, we are really sort of talking. Uh, um, off podcasts um, about some of the, the people, you know, some of the Laogar people that I, I'm still, yeah. in t- still in touch with, some of the Karate people that uh, trained with years ago and, mm. um, you know, still keep in touch. And, and I think, um, as you say, that, that community spirit within martial arts is fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think a lot of people uh, find it quite surprising when they join a martial art that, it, you know, it's not, it's not just about the art. There are other things involved yeah. as well. Um, and just like, any other activity um you know you can build that community and build that sort of um that social contact with people um you know what one thing i've realized with doing martial arts for so long um i've got or i could probably name i think 
I reckon, 10 to 15 people that have got married uh, yes. through, through Taekwondo and wedding yeah. weddings that I've especially, been to. <laughs> especially in Taekwondo. <laughs> yeah, w- w- wed- weddings that I've been to, um, you know, and uh, youngsters, you know, you mentioned uh, Dave Pixton there who yeah. started with me when he was seven and now he's got a, a young family of his own. Um, yeah. And uh, for me, it's brilliant. I love it. I love the fact I'm still in contact. And, um, you know, we, we were talking the other day, albeit on email, but, um, you know, we're, we're thinking about meeting up and just having a coffee. Um, awesome. and, and it's great. And it's great. But that side of it, I think, is fantastic. And uh, you have friends, certainly friends for life. Definitely, definitely. It's a lifelong activity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what, um, uh, with, with, I said, with, with BJJ, and I've done you know, a number of different things. I haven't done a great deal of um, uh, jiu-jitsu or any BJJ, really. But do is there any um, uh, sort of meditation practices, or I would imagine that, that breath work is quite, uh, or breathing, <laughs> particularly in, in BJJ, is, is quite essential. Um, I think... Yeah, I think that's more of a personal thing for people. Obviously, there are areas where, obviously, yeah. we teach them with uh, breathing out, with the punching and the kicking, and sure. uh, but with the with the there are certain movements where you do want to be making sure that you're breathing out in the right places and stuff like that. But where we're not um, taking uh, blows, where we're not accepting blows, mm. it's a little it's a little bit different. It's more of a tension a tension exhale and stuff like that. But with the, as far as meditation and uh, like breath control as a separate practice. I think that's what people would practice at home rather yeah. than practicing on the mat. Yeah, it's not sure. something that we actually concentrate on the on the mat. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's 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 um it's a again fascinating for me and, and maybe it's because of uh <laughs> I, I hate to say I hate to say my my time of life because I still see myself as a youngster. But yeah. um I, I got into meditation, I've gone into breath work. Um not Again, not not in the in in the class, but I'm trying to encourage people yeah. to do it as much as yeah. possible now, um, and I found it very very beneficial. Um, yeah. You know, ju- just as a, a as a life practice uh, anyway. Uh, I've been doing the um, the Wim Hof, uh, yeah. Wim Hof breathing, and um, I I also only have cold showers. I never have hot baths or hot really? showers. Yeah, only cold showers now. I, I'm a I'm a sauna man. I, <laughs> I don't even have ice in my drink. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. I I do like a, a good sauna when I can get yeah. one, but it's, it's it's tough to uh, uh to, to get there. But um, no, I love I love my cold showers. Um, yeah. And um, you know, I, 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 I just look forward to it. I really look forward to it, and it's um, uh, I'm no, sure, I'm sure absolutely it's not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I, I've I've just managed to get one of my students got me one of these old whiskey barrels. Right, uh, um, and I'm going to fill that and uh, actually use it outside. So <laughs> in the winter, get in there for uh, oh, five minutes in the morning. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking, I'm I, can't, for... I can't think of anything I'd like that. <laughs> looking, looking forward to that. <laughs> well, the, the 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 other thing that I that I do, um, and uh, I've been like this for a long time. As I am, I don't know. Some people would say I'm obsessive about what I what I eat. I'm not really. I just try and I, I try and eat well. I try and drink well. I'm not a big, yeah. Um, I don't consume alcohol very often, apart from um, you know some celebrations, maybe okay. at Christmas time or whatever. Um, so my question really is whether is, is how you see that side of it. You know, your um, and how does how does that sort of uh, evolve with your martial arts? Really, your, your... I, I will drink, but same as you, it's normally celebration times and things like that. I don't. I'm not a huge fan. 
mm. of uh, getting drunk. But I suppose that's from working on the doors for many years. So yeah. that I'm kind of jaded towards drinking anyway. But um, food-wise, I eat clean. So yeah, uh, most of the time. Don't get me wrong. If I see a bag of donuts, I'm going to dig in. But <laughs> I will punish myself for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I, I was um, I've been listening to a book. Um, and it was talking about modern food and the fact that, yeah. you know, we have all these scientists uh, who are in laboratories making food attractive. Um, right. so, so it captures our that dopamine fix. Yeah. You know, when you have a bite of it, you want another bite and, and so on. So the best thing to do is not to have it in the first place. But I know what you mean. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. You know, I, I like everything, you know, our bodies crave sweet. So, yeah. you know, whether it be um, uh, a chocolate bar, or do, although I do try and eat, um, quite rich chocolate, sort of anything over seventy percent. Oh really? Which, yeah, I, I, I tend to uh, even ninety percent, but I try not to eat um, what I would call sugar chocolate um, <laughs> very often. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say never because uh, I, yeah. have, I have children and they tempt me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so go from there. But um, the, the other thing that I find fascinating, and um, for me. I love my martial arts, but I also, there's a few other things that I do. I, lo I love to play harmonica. I love guitar. I love to, yeah. I love to juggle. Um, right. I, lo I love to get out on my roller skates, actually, yeah. <laughs> when, when the sun is, uh, is fine. And also love to get on my motorbike. So my question is, is, is what, what you do when you're not doing martial arts? Do you have a hobby that you do or anything like that? Right. I'm a really bad chess player. I'm oh, a right. mediocre, mediocre guitarist. All right. Uh, <laughs> I walk my dogs. Uh, I'm, I'm just I, mostly. I go home, walk the dogs. If I'm not on the, if I'm not watching jujitsu, reading jujitsu. Oh, I, I, I'm learning Portuguese as well. Oh right, and, wow. yeah, that's obviously. So I'm, uh, yeah. I'm rubbish at that as well. <laughs> <laughs> most, most of my attention is towards jujitsu and sort of like trying to yeah. make my classes as interesting as possible. But in, in general. It's, it's mostly about mostly about the martial arts, watching martial arts, sure. enjoying martial arts films. I'm a bit of an anorak, pretty much. Oh, right. Really. Yeah. But yeah, I do, I do, I do have a bike that's um, over the past two years has probably been out of my shed three times. All right. I've, clean, I've, I've cleaned it, I've uh, oiled it, I've looked at it. It's been a nice bit of garden up for a while, and I put it back in the shed. I might have rode it once or twice, but only round in a circle or two. Then it's gone back up into the shed. I do like uh, I do like hill sprints. So okay, there's yeah. a little hill around the corner. I do that every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. suffer when I get home. <laughs> the dog sits at the top of the hill and watches me like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I must admit, I do love sprinting. I, I, I used to be um, quite, quite a runner when I was uh, competing. I used to... Yeah. Do some miles but i don't do that anymore I, I sprint a few times a week or a couple of times a week depending on how yeah. i feel um and um that that usually is about enough running uh for me um a little, yeah. bit, a little bit of stationary cycling um uh but when i when i moved last year i got rid of um my road bike which i wasn't yeah. i wasn't really using to be honest um and um, another bike as well. I had four, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I got rid of that. And, and to be honest now, stationary cycling, I do my sprinting. Uh, I love to skip as well, which is, yeah. which is which is quite nice. So I still do that. And um, I just try and mix it up a little bit, really. Just to I like, kind of like the, um, the CrossFit trainer. 
Okay. And like yeah. that, I like the assault bike. So I've got a gym membership as well. So I go down and lift some weights every now and then. Yeah. Um, but that's most one of the only reasons is it's got one of these uh, rope pull down machines. Okay. Which uh, kind of helps with the jujitsu as well, especially with the stand up side of it. So yeah. you blast that for the, about try and get to thirty seconds, have a quick rest, and then on it again, and try and exhaust myself on that before I go and lift weights. Then once I finish that, I go back to the rope, and then get down to the sauna as quickly as possible. Right, right. It's mostly, mostly about the sauna, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, perhaps I'll, I'll have to um, find out where you go because I've been looking for a sauna around here, and I can't find yeah. I can't find one anywhere. Um, yeah. So I have to I'll have to check that out. Um, what What about um, uh, training partners now? With, with Taekwondo, many moons ago, again, when I was competing, myself and you'll know uh, Master Ogborn, uh, yep. the other uh, master in, in Puma, uh, yeah. we, we used to train together a lot. And it was always quite good. We used, we used to spar with each other. Um, yeah. So he got used to sparring with somebody who was very quick. And I got used to sparring with someone who was very tall with very long legs and a good reach. Yeah. Uh, Longest so kick and span. Yeah, yeah. So was we, it we, 12, we, 12 foot kick and span? <laughs> exactly, yeah. We, so we, we, benefited, we benefited a lot from each other being so, yeah. diff- so different. So I, I was just asking whether you, um, you know, you have a regular training partner or is it just a case of, uh, you know, training with the people in your school? So I train a lot with the people in my school, but we've got all shapes and all sizes here. So uh, mm. we've got a couple of really short ones. We've got a couple of really tall ones. Um, mm. We've got all sorts. Um, regular training partners. Um, I don't know if you remember Colin Newnham. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, been a regular training partner for many moves now. He's been he changed over to jujitsu. Well, he started about six weeks after me, and yeah. he's been going up through the gates. He's he's still training now. He's had a few injuries along the way with different sure. things because he was a, a long distance runner for a while. Right. Okay. Uh, so he's he had a bit of time out, and he's recently come back and he started training again. Uh, so yeah, I've I've got. I've got regular training partners do you know what I mean so I try I train early in the morning so we've got the guys that come and train early in the mornings and I, that's my favorite time to train really I get my training in then as well so yeah. and then for the rest of the day mostly I'm teaching rather than actually training for myself so sure sure good. yeah no that's that's good I mean I, I I'm I've always considered myself um whether it's lucky or I don't know I don't know why but even from a young a young child i'm talking about a nine or ten year old i was very self-motivated uh, yeah. my, my first love was was football <laughs> and um uh you know I, I would always be up early uh doing keepy ups in the back garden uh, yeah. practicing, practicing my, my, my skills and kicking a ball against the wall um you know <laughs> and w- without without even have to bother you know anybody telling me and also when i yeah. was a bit older i was part of a team quite, quite a a successful team actually playing at quite a high level um training was not a problem for me I, you know yes. I, was, I always always motivated myself to to train nobody else was interested i just do it on my own um yeah and, and and that's the way and that's carried me through really in in, in taekwondo and i always i've also spotted uh, i spotted that in people as well as they've come through the grades you see that in individuals yeah. they, they come in the class they start practicing for that you know before the class starts so yeah. I, I mean I don't I don't know whether that um, with within jujitsu that's how it works you know you come in and yeah. there's a class time but people come in early yeah they do they come in they warm up and then they start with training we they have solo drills they can be getting on with some of them drag the bag out and start drilling on the bag like it's a human so yeah no I uh, yeah quite a few people I think uh, the people who are attracted to the martial arts in general 
a lot of them are self-motivated. I mean, it's it's not it isn't an easy it isn't an easy road to take really being a martial artist. So I think when 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 you find that young one that does that that comes in early wants to train he's there for every class and then then he starts warming up early and he's do you know I mean he's grabbing the first person that comes in so that he can practice with that that's kind of what fuels me as well you know? so yeah. yeah I've never personally I've never found any problem getting up in the morning and going out whilst I'm walking the dogs dogs off doing his thing I'm either practicing myself or I'm running around trying to get some extra cardio in because I feel like if I'm out doing it, I might be doing a little bit more than my opponent, you know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, definitely. Well, I'm uh, we're sort of coming towards the end of the uh, of the podcast. What, one thing that's, um, well, a number of things really that I try and instill in my students uh, when they're doing martial arts um, is to, first of all, enjoy the journey. Um, yeah. It is not to put too much pressure on themselves. Enjoy it. Um, you know, uh, listen, learn, enjoy, um, and um, you know, think of. Uh, I, I try and say to people: don't concentrate on the grades. Concentrate on your love for the training, and the grades are going to yeah, come. That's so right. I, that's I, try, right. I, I try and get that. So I don't know if this is if there's a, you know, personal philosophy that you have or something that you feel is important to instill in your students um, as they go through. I think it's it's pretty much the same, really. You do you do concentrate on the journey and not the actual grades, but mm. it's hard, especially in this day and age. When when I when I was young and when you were young, it was uh, not that you're not young, <laughs> still young. Um, yes, we're, st- we're still uh, young. Yeah, um, we we weren't. You weren't looking for that next belt. No. It was about it was hundred percent about the training and those those things were didn't. They weren't on your mind, you know. And I think with jujitsu, especially, um, you you get given the grade when you deserve the grade. Yes. So people see other people getting graded. So there's not. Sometimes they have. We have like a seminar where lots of people will get graded at the same time. But in general, if somebody is worth a new grade, they will get the new grade there and then in the middle of the class, halfway through a role whenever it, it doesn't need to be a, an event to have a new belt you know so sure. that's that, that's one of the things i like about jiu-jitsu and i think where the kids see that as well is like somebody got a new stripe so we'll have on one belt well there's a little block on the end of our belt and they'll have four stripes when they've got their four stripes then they'll move up to a new belt yeah yeah so in seeing that um i think in seeing that person get a stripe on their belt it motivates them a little bit to train, but I think in general, the, the concentration isn't on the next grade. It is we try and keep it as fun as possible for them, really. Yeah, and for yeah. Them. yeah. Well, it, I think it's I think it's hard in this day and age because um, you know, dare, dare dare I I say it, and I suppose that um, you know I get some, <laughs> get some criticism for this, but uh, you know there are a lot of martial arts that have been unfortunately watered down, um, and very much so. You know, it, it's 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 a shame because. You know, I have some of my students that go off and say, oh, you know, sir, this student started at the same time as me and they're a black yeah. belt. I'm still a blue belt. You know, why is that? And it's sometimes difficult yeah. to, it's difficult to be honest with that sometimes. You have to say, well, don't worry about it and just carry on. Um, but that's, um, that's when I'm not polite. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At all. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Well, I, I, I'm probably of the uh, of the same opinion as you as you there, and um, 
I think if you have learnt in in a system, certainly where I have, where you know, uh, I remember a great story, uh, and it was the late great uh, Master John Black who said that uh, he 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 actually started Taekwondo in in Hong Kong, and he said yeah. he, he made the mis- he made the mistake up once when he graded in Hong Kong of of saying, "Oh, did I pass the grading?" Um, and he said that what happened was the instructor. Uh, lined the class up and gave everybody their belts apart from him. Uh, mm-hmm. And he had to wait three months, <laughs> keep coming back. And eventually yeah. the instructor gave him a belt. Um, and it was very much like that um, when we were sort of coming up for the grades. Um, yeah. you, know, you, you, didn't fi- you didn't find out the day of the lesson. You didn't find out the week. And sometimes it was four weeks, maybe four to six weeks before you found out your result. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that was done purposely to get you to say, well, it doesn't matter. You've got to concentrate yeah. on the training. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that, that old school uh, mentality. Well, yes, listen, I think it's the traditional side of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, 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 without a doubt. And also, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's difficult. I think it's more, more a taekwondo um, and a, a striking thing that, you know, we have, have uh, so many belts. And I say to people that they don't matter. And people say to me, well, it's okay for you because you're this belt. I said, well, yeah. Yeah, I get that. But I also say to people, I was asked to take my last two gradings and I declined because I didn't want I didn't want them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, it wasn't about the belts for me. It was all about the training. And it, yeah. and it, it always has has been and it always will be. But uh, listen, I, I, I want to say thanks very much. Actually, I, want, I want to say two things. I want to say thank you very much for, for doing Welcome. this. Um, so, so pleased um, to have you on. Uh, the podcast as i said and i genuinely mean it, I appreciate uh, it. you know I, I see you as a, as a lovely person and a real role model for martial arts um the second thing is we'd love to have you back on again at some point um and uh, i definitely will come and have a visit um uh, at your training center and, uh, just to do love a to you. you know face to face um i can't yeah. guarantee that i'll get on the mats but <laughs> i will come along definitely i'll get you on the mat i'll get you on the mat <laughs> and I, I, w- I wish you all the best with it as well and I, I hope that um you know it, it it grows and i know that um you know one thing we do need is, is more instructors like yourself uh who are who are genuine and who love the art definitely all right Brilliant. thank you very much you, you take care and i'll uh, i'll speak to you soon thank you to the uh, living martial arts uh, podcast uh, fans who are listening uh hope you enjoyed that podcast with mr patrick reeves of bjj uh, we'll be back with you very very soon thank you Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, a.k.a. The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art, this podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow The Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at livingmartialarts.com.